Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Scandalous Diamonds Podcast, Season 2. Oh my god! I'm Jennifer Lusk. How is it Season 2? I'm Dana Compton. It It is. I, I mean, mean... What? I, I'm so excited. I can't believe it. I'm pumped. We have wrapped a whole season. Yes. We are starting a second season. That that must mean that we're serious about this thing. It must be. Like we're really <laughs> going to take it seriously, I guess, from this point forward. So excited. So season two, here we are. Here we are. Season two. What have you been doing on our break? You know, we took a little bit of a break. Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah. So I have been golfing a lot. Yes. And you're very tan. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe the most tan these legs have ever been. I, um, they look great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm amazed because I put tons of sunblock on and mm-hmm. then whatever filters through. Yep. You know? Yep. I'm doing the best I can. Mm-hmm. And so it's been fun. So I'm playing a lot of golf. I've been working a lot. Um, good stuff happening at work. Work's going great. Um, what else is going on? Let's see. We interviewed an author, James. Yes, Bain. that was that so much fun. Yep. Oh, so that was our bonus episode nineteen. So fun. That was amazing. We we watched Lady, Lady Boss, Boss. Yes. The uh, Jackie Collins biopic. It's just been it's been a fun little break. It has. Relaxing. I've seen family. We yep. had we had our nephews and our in laws over last weekend, mm-hmm. and yeah, we've just been having a good time. Good. What about you? Well, um, my back went out, <laughs> so I was been pretty much laying in bed, um, and I've been taking muscle relaxers, which I haven't had to take in years, in like twenty five years. Are you on one right now? No, I'm not. That'd be kind of be kind of funny. <laughs> it would be kind of. It'd funny. be like narcotics and back going out. <laughs> we could call the episode that narcotics and bad back. Oh man, I will tell you that I posted. For because we were doing like clips of Jamie Brenner, and we were posting those. I think we did what six of them yeah. leading up to it, and I was posting those every evening. 
And there was one point where I was like, the phone was falling out of my hand. I was just like (laughs) so out of it. Muscle relaxer. And I have, I guess I did a good job of doing it. I I mean, I thought it was great. Yeah. I'm, I have to say, I'm really looking forward to the day when we can hire a full-time social media person. Oh, please. And how about the day that we hire somebody to edit? Because. Yeah. Listen, I don't mind doing it. I'm not particularly fabulous. It, I do other things better. Yeah, That's yeah. What I say. I have to say that about things. social media. Yes, I do other things better. But, but you know we're what? learning. We're building an empire. We're building empire. We have to do it all ourselves. This is what happens. This is how you hustle, baby. Mm-hmm. You just do every single freaking job. We got a couple fan gifts. We got a couple more fan gifts. Yes, that was got, exciting. That was that during. The, it was yeah. during the break yeah. that we got all three of them. Yeah, I think. Right after we filmed the Jamie Brunner interview, we went to we the went post office. We went to the post office. That's where we, we got the our mugs. for the first time. Yes. And if you go to our Instagram, and we now have a Facebook page. We have a Facebook page. Happy to announce. Yes. And um, our YouTube channel, all the videos, yes. and they're on our website as well. Everything. Just it's just type in Scandalous Diamonds in whatever little magnifying search <laughs> situation you're looking at. You'll find something maybe of ours, but maybe not. If you find something oh, you that's will. not us, you let us know. Yeah. No, you will. I've, I've you know, I'm not going to lie. I do it every you once Google in a while. Sometimes? Yeah. And that's how I saw the Swedish version. Oh, and yeah. all of the, and our description was all in Swedish. I love that we're translating. Yes. That was so exciting. It's so fun. <laughs> I mean, that's great because we're, listen, we're here for the masses. Yeah. We're doing our best. Yeah. But we got mugs that were so fun. They say, I don't spew curse words, cuss words. I can't remember if it's curse or cuss. I don't spew cuss words. I enunciate, enunciate them, them clearly. Like, like a, a fucking, fucking lady. lady. <laughs> yeah, right. And um, you can't smell me. You can, Dana. Can. But our listeners can't. I can smell your But I am wearing me. Wild by Jackie Collins. Um, that was another fan gift that we got. Amazing. And the bottle is to die for. We will post a picture of it. Yes. yes. Um, it's unbelievable. It's incredible. It's leopard print. It's a panther head. It's a panther with a gold necklace. On. And green sparkly eyes. Oh my and God. not just a gold necklace, but a, like a gold choker with spikes. Like it's uh, amazing. Like this panther is in <sighs> captivity, but he's fabulous. <laughs> That's what it looks like. (laughs) Now, for the record, I do not like animals in captivity. I won't go to zoos for that reason. However, he's a fabulous panther. It's a fabulous panther. His spiked collar is, like, it's, like, amazingly tough. Yeah. Like, I'm a tough panther, but I'm also a sexy panther. (laughs) You know? Wait till you, and I'm saying it's a he. Maybe it's a, maybe it's, it's a she, or maybe it's she. non-binary. And it might be non-binary panther, and I'm I mean, good with we that don't know. too. I don't know. I should not say he. They have an amazing choker. They, they have an amazing choker on. We'll show. We'll go to our Instagram. It's yeah. at Scandalous Diamonds, and check it out. Yes, and take a look at this amazing picture. It's just so fun. And speaking of pictures on our Instagram, yes. What jewelry are you wearing, which is Uh, also on our Instagram today? 
Well, I'm going to say, now we have announced already our uh, season two book, which is The World is Full of Married Men. Isn't it, though? <laughs> so, yes, it is. And the ones who aren't married, um, a lot of times, maybe, I don't know that they're marryable. And I feel like with women, you can't really say that with women, but I feel like you can say that with men. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Single women, I'm, single men. There's a very different. There's a different, yeah. <laughs> single women are like, you go, girl. Single men are like, ooh, what ooh. happened there? Not always. Not always. I know some great single guys that are wonderful people, but I just feel like, yeah, single women and single men. It's a different feel. It's a different feel. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, in honor of. Episode one of season two and the book, I've decided to wear my grandmother's wedding ring. And then there's like a bonus ring that she got later in the 80s. And it's her combo. Do you Um, know the circumstances of the bonus ring? uh, I think she just saw a ring that she loved and bought it. Okay. Because, you know, sometimes it's like, I'm sorry. Sometimes it's like... (laughs) I haven't bought you something in a really long time, and it's an anniversary, so here's a ring. Well, I'll tell you, you know my what I mean? grandmother... Like there's, there's circumstances. She became a widow in 1965. No way. Never remarried. She wore her wedding ring the whole time? She wore... Yeah, she had. She wore a wedding ring. Um, I don't know if she wore it on her left finger. I can't remember. But she wore... And she also has a beautiful... I'll, I'll do the emerald engagement ring later. But she has a oh, gorgeous... So she shit. wore those rings. Yes. And she then in those. the 80s, she found a ring that she loved and bought it. And since so she, puts, she put them together. And she wore them like that. And so when I got those rings... And I'll tell you how I got them. When I got those rings, that is how I always wear them together. And like I can't wear them separately because it just is so weird to me well the only time it just ain't right and the only time i've ever done it is when i had to have one of the diamonds replaced Mm -hmm. in her wedding ring Mm -hmm. and so obviously it was gone at the jewelers for a while and so i was wearing this ring by itself and it was just so weird these rings go together like peanut butter and jelly this isn't right so the um wedding ring it's from 1941 oh and it is absolutely stunning um i don't know if it's platinum or silver or, or white, gold. white gold yeah i'm not sure i think white gold was really was the, the thing, thing. Okay. i don't think platinum was a thing I mean, okay correct me if i'm wrong jeweler listeners yeah let i have know. no idea i feel like i did not start seeing platinum jewelry because I, I i'm into vintage jewelry mm-hmm. i did not start seeing the word platinum until like the 80s or the 90s. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I have but no I idea. Don't know. But it's it's probably it is probably white gold, which is interesting because well, no, maybe I'm thinking like in the 60s, 70s, 80s, yellow gold was the oh, thing. Oh, it was king. Yeah. And then 90s, we'll and then it changed. Yes. And yeah, because my mom was married in 66 and she has a yellow gold yep. band. Yep. Um and so, it's starting to kind of come back. Oh, hey, I am 100%. For wedding bands. Well, so the second ring that you can see is gold. Yes. So yeah, it's it mi- totally mixing the metals. Love um a yeah. Situation. So this one the the wedding ring is um from 1941 and it's just so delicate and beautiful and lovely and mm. I I really don't know the circumstances of how my grandfather came across it. Um I don't know if if it's 
a family ring. I have no idea. Do you think your mom or her sister might know? They might. They oh, might. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, bonus ring, <laughs> I'm going to call it the bonus ring, <laughs> um, it is actually white sapphires. Oh. So, yeah. And there's, which are gorgeous. And I have a matching tennis bracelet. Oh. Yeah. And um, it I is, it. I think it's just a 14 karat gold. It's a lighter uh, uh, yellow gold. But um, so, yeah, they're just really fun together. So when I was a kid, I remember sitting in church with my grandma and she had those rings, the rings on, these sure. rings on. And I was bored. I mean, you I did. I never. these rings on her. Always. This was just a fixture. Yes. Got yes. It. And being super bored at church. I mean, I really tuned out as a kid. I just, it, everything just went way over my head. Um, and so I, I still do that today. I mean, I, I don't know any, I went to church every Sunday and on Wednesdays and I cannot tell you like things from the Bible because I just, I don't learn that way. I just, I I don't lecture to me. I just, yeah, yeah, I just, I don't learn that way. And, um, and all, I would just be fixated on these rings anytime I would be sitting with her and she would let me wear them. And so I would just be staring at the jewelry. <laughs> You're like, this is my church. Yeah. <laughs> my church of diamonds. So, I mean, I would just have these rings on and I would just like the whole and hour. And you feel fabulous. Oh, I felt so when you're fabulous. When you put on like a diamond. Yes. Oh, yes. And so... And then um, as soon as church was over, I would have to hand the goods back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So one day... And she did not take her eyes off that hand, she, I promise you that. <laughs> so one day, um, as we do in our family, because we we all know that everybody's going to die at some point. So we talk I mean, about until it. Until immortality yeah, is invented, that yeah, is the case. Yeah, that's the case. And so we talk about it, but we don't, you know, I mean, not all the time. But, you it's know, just like things, a <laughs> How you doing? Good. You know I'm gonna die, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. That's what you said. Don't know when it's gonna time. happen, but well, we had this conversation yesterday. But yeah, I don't. I don't. Yep. Okay, so you know, so we're like, you know, we have things planned out but and all I love that. Might talk about. Yeah, it. yeah. And my grandmother was so funny. She used to say things like, if I mentioned something, oh, I like that. She'd say, well, I'll give it to you when I die. Oh, and then she would put, used to do that too. she would put for me, she would put a dot of red nail polish on the bottom of something. Oh. Isn't that funny? And that's Jen's. That's Jen's. Fabulous. I, can't, I honestly don't think that when she did die, I don't think that I went in and like, like looked at the red nail polish. Well, because if it was in the jewelry box, you could have put any damn piece of jewelry in that box if you wanted Well, let me tell you, these rings. Good thing you're a good person. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, yep, red nail polish everywhere. These, these rings, though, I no shame in my game. I said to my grandmother I one day, I said, When you die, can I have those rings? Yeah. And she said, Sure. You love them your whole life. Yes. You should have them. Yes. She said, Sure, you can have them. Fabulous. And I got them and I love them. Good. I wear them all the time. And yeah, they're beautiful. I just love them. 
They're so beautiful. and I wear them as the set, like I was saying. Oh yeah, no, they're sometimes peanut butter with the, and jelly. Sometimes with the bracelet, sometimes without. The bracelet will save for another day. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't have it on now. I don't so. have it on now. That's yeah. a little teaser yeah. for you. Do you know guys? I always thought too, if I ever do get married, yeah. I don't think that I would want to have one ring on. I think that I would want to change it up all the time. I don't think you could do that. I couldn't. I don't think I could do that either. You need to have at least seven wedding rings. Yeah, yeah. And of so various diamond sizes, <laughs> not a heart shape and not a marquee. We have established. Except Jen Black's marquee. Jen Black, yes. I, I saw a picture of that one. It's that is absolutely stunning. I mean it's yeah. it's amazing. Yes. She put yeah. that puppy out in that restaurant and I was like, holy okay, shit, done. Look at this. Done. Thing. Love it. Yeah. 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 Um, but I always think these these would be what I would want to wear. So, hey, hey, I mean, guys, you know. she comes with an engagement <laughs> ring. Oh, 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 I need, oh, no, I need some more things. Oh, no, no, she just has one of the seven you're going to need to buy. <laughs> <laughs> now you only need to buy six. <laughs> yeah, because I just can't, I don't think I would be the kind of person that would really wear the same ring all the time. Oh, man. But I don't, see, I mean, I, who knows? You. I don't know. You're a cocktail ring gal. Yes. And I see, I, like, I have my wedding set. I wear it every single day. Yeah. What I change out is what's on my right hand. See, and that's probably what I would do. Yeah. Is I would, I would have, have that. Thing every day, though. Um, unless it drives meaningful. me crazy. Oh, yeah. And then I'll and you look down off. and you're like, shit, I've seen that same four carat diamond every day this week. Four carat That is not going to work anymore. I need to put it up for a while and get the six carat. <laughs> if that's the case, I get it. I support you. Do you remember in Sex and the City when mm-hmm. um, Aiden asked Carrie to marry her like, oh, and he gave her that gorgeous her? ring to marry him? <laughs> and he gave her that gorgeous uh-huh. ring now... The first one that he gave her was not <gasps> no, so the gorgeous. One she found accidentally. Miranda, Miranda, like yeah, was behind Interceded. that. Yes. So, yep. um, the but the the real one, um, and she put it on the necklace because mm-hmm. she was like so freaked out about yeah. wearing it. Oh, and yeah. I'm telling you, her character irritated the shit out of me. It was like, put that damn ring on your finger. Aiden <sighs> is a good man. He's a good man. For the love of God, he makes furniture. <laughs> Does it get sexier? And he has a country cabin. He has a country house. We're going to call it a house. House. It didn't made, maybe didn't have plumbing, but no, geez, Carrie. I know. Oh my God. I'll never get over that. And, um, she, yeah, kept it on the, on the chain. So so it could be close to her heart. So stupid. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So anywho. Um, I'm not going to do that. Oh, no. I will not let you. But I might change out. I might take the ring off and then slip it back on. Oh, yeah. So something, something will be there for God's sake. Oh, yeah. No, because that's going to be like, I married (laughs) (laughs) Because we ain't having my husband going, oh, well, if she does, is not wearing hers, I don't have to wear mine. Nope, nope, nope. Because it's not going to look like the cover of this book, which we're going to talk about in just a second. That's right. Dana, what are you wearing? I have my mom's wedding ring from her first marriage to my father. Mm -hmm. So as you can see, it's a modern looking ring. Yes. She had the diamond reset for me when I graduated from college. Oh, it's a a good idea. Diamond. It's a half carat round cut. Very classic. Mm -hmm. What's fun is this is such a sweet little delicate ring and I can't and it has. Well, let me back up. It's very sweet and delicate now. When it was her wedding ring, mm-hmm. it was not so attractive because it was a 70s 
Yellow Gold. The band was that big lattice work band. Yeah. And it yeah. made the diamond look like a diamond chip. Yeah. The band was so overpowering mm-hmm. that the diamond was just like this little bitty speck. Mm-hmm. But then when you put it in a solitaire setting, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful mm-hmm. diamond. So when it's the star of the show, it's yes. gorgeous. But it you, is gorgeous. you couldn't tell in yeah. the last setting because it was just like dwarfed. <laughs> so she put an amethyst on either side of it, a purple oh. amethyst, because I graduated from a college that was purple and white. Mm-hmm. And it's in a white gold setting. And it is to be passed down to my niece, Ada. Wonderful. So I'm probably going to give it to her when she goes to college. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking. Why about did it. you choose? Why go to college and not well, graduate college? I just think I. Do you think have... she's not going to graduate? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? She is the kind of girl who would be so freaking brilliant. She would invent something uh-huh. in college, and then no need to graduate. Right? She's a self-made billionaire at 21. <laughs> that would be Ada because she's freaking amazing. Her brain is like you can already see it working. It's like oh god, she's so crazy smart. Um, no, I don't know. I just feel like if I had had this at the beginning of college, I would have worn it through college. Right. And it's my college colors. Yeah. So I can always switch those little ones Mm -hmm. out. Like if she goes to Alabama, like her Mm -hmm. parents did, I could switch those out for rubies. rubies. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. Just a thought. If she goes to UT, you could get some citrines. Exactly. Exactly. If she happens to go to a purple school, well, even better. Even better. It already has purple. TCU already has purple in it. But um, I don't know. I haven't decided yet when she gets it. Yeah. Maybe after college. Maybe, before, you know, I don't know. But yeah, I, just whenever. You I feel. didn't wear it much. And it's so tiny. It doesn't fit me anymore. But I didn't wear it much after I graduated because it only fit on my left hand. Uh, so it looked like I was engaged. Yeah. And yeah. so I would wear it. Yeah. I would wear it. It never has ever fit on my right hand. Oh. For some reason, but um, my left hand is a full size and a half smaller than my right hand. Wow. My left ring finger. Ring finger. Yeah. Yeah. My wedding ring is a five and three quarters and my right one is seven and a quarter. Interesting. It's really weird. Yeah. I have like this massive right ring finger. I mean, I know like, let me, <laughs> I know that mine, yeah, I think my left is um, smaller. Smaller. For sure. Yeah. Mine's like um, significantly smaller, but. Anyway, you know, cool. uh, that's just my dainty uh, left ring finger. No big deal. But anyway, so it doesn't fit anymore, but it used to fit just my left hand. So I would wear it because yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. But I mean, if I was out trolling for Yeah, man, if you're I at the bars. Yeah. I didn't want to look like I was taken because I wasn't. And so anyway, that's what I have. So my mom made it for me and I love it. I love that she took something that was, um, you know, attributed to the creation of me and my brother. <laughs> Turned it into something new. Yeah, something new, something meaningful. Which we've many times on the podcast. Yeah, and a, a new tradition. Yeah, yeah. It's a very pretty ring. So, anyway, that's it. It's gorgeous. Thank you. Gorgeous. Thank you. As my friend Alberto in Italy would say, gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> Well, I love it. And I really appreciate her doing that because that was sweet. And it's just going to stay in our family. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Reading and, reading and watching. I started Lace mm. by Shirley Conran. Shirley Conran. Is that right? Conran? Yeah. I think it is. Yes. It's like Conrad with an N. Yes. Conran, right? Yes. 
And which we learned about. We learned in, about from Blush by Jamie Brenner. Which, by the way, which, run and read that. Book. Yes. So it came out on the twenty second of June. So go it's to an independent ready to go. Yep. Go buy it. So I started Lace. Yep. But I, when I was on so many meds, I couldn't <laughs> focus on reading anything. When the words are moving on the page, it's kind of hard <sighs> or when I was like, <laughs> and it was just like my eyes are drifting, or I read, I was reading the same sentence over <laughs> and like over and over again. It's like okay, oh, this is not working. Um, so I put that aside, and I basically I was in my bed. For a week or so. Yeah, you were. And I just had my iPad. I've luckily I have a 12-inch iPad Pro. So yeah. I got the TV right on that there. The television. So it just sits right on the um nightstand. Perfect. I don't have a TV in my bedroom. Me neither. Um Oprah I don't Oprah says your bedroom is only, only meant for, for sex and sleeping. Sex and sleeping, yeah. So no TV. Yeah, or dressing or whatever. She says only sex. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I, dre- I dress you know in my bedroom. I mean, she has a dressing room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no TV. They're banned in Oprah's world. Yeah. And, and they're and I am like that, too. And in fact, this yeah, house that I live in right now is the first time I've had a television in my living room since like right before I left Houston really? in 2002. Yeah. Um, and I don't like it. That's why I want to expand my house and build another room for that. <laughs> you're like, get out of my living room. I want to sit I just don't room. like it. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. I'm not um, a big television fan. So, well, I'm a huge television fan. And so having the iPad is great mm-hmm. because if I do, if I'm tired or if I do, you know, want to have that time yeah. to lay in bed or my back goes out. Um, so <laughs> or, you I, know, you know odd back goes whatever, on. um, you know, sick. So I watched, oh, I watched so many things. I know. The I feel like that, we've been gone for like a month. I know. I know. The one thing that's really jumped out with, at me was on HBO Max. I watched Big Little Lies. Uh-huh. That's really good. So good. And there were only two seasons. Yes. But they're coming out, I think, with a third season. Are they? I think so. Yeah. The book is phenomenal. Mm, okay. So good. That's, yeah, great cast. Oh, in my that. God. The cast is out of control. Yeah. And it was so funny because, so I worked in international private schools for years. And while I was friendly with a lot of the moms, um, who are amazing women, there were the ones that were not so friendly and I am not friends with them to this day for a reason so they because like they're Laura not Dern. nice people. And I feel, yes, Celeste, I feel like I was Celeste. watching. Yeah. I felt like I was watching uh-huh. what these women would have been like oh, yeah. behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. And just really nasty fucking people. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, so that was pretty fun. A little, know, bit ang- little bit of anxiety. <laughs> Just, that's just PTSD talking. That is PTSD. From parents who treat you like shit. Mm-hmm. That book is, um, it's set in uh, Sydney. Ah. So I was very surprised when I tuned into the show and I was like, oh, it's California. Okay. Because I noticed right away nobody had accents. And I was yeah. like, oh, I guess they're not trying to do the Australian well, thing. Well, um, what's her face? Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Her yeah. accent is, comes out a But she would have been the bit. only one with probably yeah. a real authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Australian's hard. <laughs> 
But um, but yeah, no, the book is set in because the author Leanne Moriarty is Australian. So okay. all of, she's, I think I've read, I think every single one of her books, and I think they're all set in Australia. Ah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. She's oh, I a love it. Fabulous writer. All right. Oh, I gotta read that. Not Put that on my list. Not as fabulous as Jackie Collins, <laughs> who is right. So we've watched, we watched this amazing documentary called Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Okay. The uh, fifth kind? I didn't know there was What happened the fourth? fourth <laughs> I can't remember what the fourth is. So the first, there's like a, the first kind is a thing. This is a thing. Okay. Among ufologists. Oh, okay. a ufologist. Uh-huh. Okay. So I've learned a lot since watching this. I feel like I could have done something so much cooler with my life if right? I had known something like that. Um, I would have been a criminologist. I didn't know you could be an expert in crime and serial killing. Yeah. I kind of already My am. sister started that degree. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I had no, no idea. Well, it's actually criminologist. It's not criminal justice. Yeah, no, it was anthrop- yeah. anthropologist. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, like they God. like she would study like serial killer. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I already do that. I probably already have the degree and don't even know <laughs> yeah. it. You can Just get one of those honorary. Exam. Give me the exam. I'll, I'll ace it. I'll ace it. I already know everything. Um, but yeah, no, there's ufologists. Okay. And they, there is, this is a legit career path. Okay. 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 Kids, listen up. Woo. I mean, actually, don't. Like, if you're a kid, don't listen actually, to this. Actually, if you're a kid, what are you listening to us for? We're about to talk about blowjobs <laughs> and sex and the word fuck. So, if you're a kid, you need to turn this off. You need to turn this off and go back to one of your other podcasts that does not say explicit. Now. Go. Okay. I think we gave him enough okay. time. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 We're, okay. Good. We're good. So. Thank God you gave that blowjob warning. <laughs> when he watches Joe and it's like warning nudity sex smoking smoking oh that cracks me up that cracks me up yeah yeah oh my anyway, god we watched Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind okay. which is fascinating I can't remember what streaming service it's on I think it's on Amazon okay that probably sounds about right yeah uh, it's this guy Michael somebody Bert I'm not going to get his name wrong. Michael. 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 The ufologist from Worcestershire. Michael. We're just going to call him Let's call him Mike. Let's just call him. Well, maybe he doesn't go by Mike. Maybe, but let's call him Mike. Mike the ufologist. Mike the ufologist. So he's this really fascinating guy. He's done a lot of research, and he's he has actually testified in front of Congress about UFOs. Wow. And he What does has, he say about you? What does he testify? A, the fifth kind is he has developed a system through meditation of contacting UFOs and receiving their contact back. And he has groups of people all over the world who do this. Do and they it's, is it's it like incredible? A, do they get probed? <laughs> <laughs> Are you interested? The, the whole time you were talking, I was just like probe, 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 probe. <laughs> Okay, okay, no. Uh, they've been healed, but maybe that has to do with probing. I mean, if that's, I mean, not maybe for it's me. A, maybe it's a sexual healing, like that song from the sexual 70s. Sexual healing. So, um, probing healing. Okay. Probule healing. Probule healing. <laughs> Can I be a probologist? Oh my gosh, you probably Let's go look into it. They probably have a degree at Cornell or Vanderbilt. So, um, 
at least a certificate. So, um, so basically, if you you've got to watch this, it's fascinating. These people from all over the world contact these UFOs, and they come they they come like the way you call a dog's name, and a dog runs mm, to you, mm. and they show right up. Like it's, I'm telling you, it's crazy. Wow, it's absolutely insane. Wait, they have this all on film? Oh yeah. Oh, it's all on film, and there's groups all around the world that do this. CE5. And the way it shows the yes UFOs coming to yes. them. Yes. I'm telling you, all over the world. It's called okay. CE5, Close Encounters, Fifth Kind. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it? Okay. So check it out. It was a really fascinating documentary. So. Wait, do they have aliens that come out? Or no, just no, the no, UFOs? They, they stay up in the sky, but they communicate by blinking their lights. And one guy went out there on his own and tried to summon them by himself. And they came and he asked them to heal. He was deaf. And he mm-hmm. asked them to heal his hearing. And the next morning, he can hear. And there's like documented cases of this. Okay. Doctors are baffled. And he's like, well, I know what happened. I went out there and asked him to fix it. They did. Well, shit, I want to learn this. There's so, I have a list. I know. Like, where would I start? Where would I even start? My God. Anyway, you got to watch it. Okay. It's so good. Okay. It's, it, it gets you thinking. All right. You know, I'm going to watch it next weekend. And then you I'm and I be... could do a CE5 uh, we can go out to the country and do a little summoning. You want to? We can, sure. We'll report back, guys. Sure. <laughs> this is going to be crazy. Get ready. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. So Let's of do all it. the things I've I'm watched and, and looked at over the last four weeks, that's the one that sticks out the most. Because okay. it was the most interesting. Okay. And then reading, I'm reading Helen Ellis's um, yes. Southern Lady Code. Yes. I cannot wait to read that oh, one. so yes. good. Okay. So good. I'm reading that after you. Yes. Yes. And then I finished a book called Codename Lease, mm-hmm. which is a biography of the UK's most decorated World War II spy, who is wow. a woman. <laughs> and she endured Girls Nazi can do torture. anything. Girls can do anything. Mm-hmm. All her male counterparts were dropping like flies mm-hmm. in these camps they mm-hmm. had them in. She survived the whole damn thing. Wow. And she was amazing. It's The guards were like in love with her because she was so kind to them mm-hmm. the whole time she mm-hmm. was imprisoned. She just... She just endeared everyone to her. She was wow. so freaking good. Mother of three, mm. left her three little girls at a convent and went and said, this is it. I can't live this life out here in Somerset, mm-hmm. this happy, blissful life, knowing this war is happening. She was from France. Okay. Knowing this war is yeah, happening. Lise. I got, yeah. Lise. Well, her name was Odette. Oh, okay. Her code name was Lise. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. which makes sense because yeah. they, were, they were keeping her French. She was... French and she remained as a French woman. Mm-hmm. That's how she was getting by in France when okay. France was occupied. Because mm-hmm. she could speak French without an accent. Yes. It didn't sound like she was trying to be French. Yes. So yes. she was able to get in place. You know. Yeah. Anyway, she was badass. So um, won the highest uh, honor that you can win in, in Britain from the queen or the king or the king actually. He gave her the King George Cross. Wow. Which is like. Wow. The Presidential Medal of yeah. Honor in yeah. in America. Yeah. yeah. Big deal. Big That's deal. amazing. Yeah. And what's it called again? Codename Lise. L-I-S-E. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The true story, the extraordinary story, I, can't, I think it is, of the of the UK's most decorated World War II spy. Nice. It was nice. a cool book. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Little, um, little trigger warning. Oh, okay. I would say. Like, it was... If you do read it, or li- I listened to it, uh-huh. if you do read or listen to it, it goes into 
depth about their torture they endured. Oh, wow. And it was, it was intense. Okay. It was intense. Yeah. I mean, it was some crazy shit they did to them and they did not hold back. I mean, they just, and they shouldn't. Yeah. All that should be out there. What happens. Yeah. 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 So well, anyway. speaking of listening, I forgot. I also started Practical Magic Audio. You I did? I started, started it last week. Oh, yes. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, so, Alice Hoffman. This came up in our interview with Jamie mm-hmm. Brenner, which hopefully you've already heard. If you mm-hmm. haven't, go back and listen. It was such a good interview. But she writes like my favorite author, Alice Hoffman. And, oh, my God. it. I'm so glad you're reading her. Yeah. Yeah, so having fun. I really want to see the movie now. I've never seen. I know there's a movie. Oh, and I've let's never watch seen it together. It, but I'm like, I, I'm really, I'm, and I'm not that far into the book because I really did have to put things aside and sure. just you know deal with other shit. Have you ever seen on Netflix Working Moms? No. It's Canadian. Oh. It's hilarious. Oh. Um, well, the Canadians are churning out some great man, comedy these days. Great comedy. Oh my god. So they so season five just started. Okay. Um, and so I started that last night, and so I highly recommend anyone. They're just thirty minute episodes. Um, so they're just they're so much fun. And um, some really great one-liners. And last night in one of the episodes, because I think I watched like, I don't know, five of them or yeah. something. And in one of the episodes, one of the ladies, Anne, she goes on a podcast as a guest. Ooh. And her and the podcast lady don't like each other. The podcaster, they don't like each other. And oh, my gosh. It's called, um, the name of the podcast on the show is called Mother Knows Breast. <laughs> And the lady's really uptight, and she's like, didn't you say that kids who have allergies to nuts need to shut the bleep up? And then the lady, Anne, goes, I would never say bleep. (laughs) (laughs) And then the the publicist, her name's Kate Foster, and I think she's one of the writers of it, and she was also a writer on on Baskets, which nice. is a great, yes, great FX show. Oh, such um, a good show. And something else I can't, that I've I totally forgot. But in another scene, she says, yeah, she's got a couple hundred listeners. It's like a Clay Aiken concert. <laughs> Mother knows breast. Oh my god! So anyway, it's just it's I really it. it's a smart working show. moms, working moms, working, working, working yeah. up, comma moms. Yes, got it. But it's a really smart show. You it's, said it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Okay, yeah. I have to watch it. Tune in. I love me a smart everybody. Comedy. You got five seasons to watch oh, now. Awesome. <laughs> I may I should have a hysterectomy again so I could have some time. I'll make the time. <laughs> sure, let's just... They grow back, right? Yeah, me out it again. Let's do this. I'm ready. All right, y'all. Let's talk about this book. Oh, I cannot wait. The World is Full of Married Men. I can't wait to hear why it's called that. Um, First of all, we each have a copy mm-hmm. in our hands right now, but we have different covers so i want you to look and see so these are the pocketbooks and i want you to see what year yours was okay and we'll put a picture of ours side yeah. by side yeah on instagram so this one for me the, the 
cover art was 89. Ooh. So the book was written in 1968. Okay. Looks like I've got cover artwork copyright of 84. Okay. There I you go. I have the uh, 84 version. Okay. I've got 89. And tell us about your cover. Okay. What I have is a woman with some serious leg yes. showing beautiful gams, uh -huh. if you will. She's wearing a off-the-shoulder fur coat, mm. maybe like a forest green mm -hmm. fur, mm -hmm. a la Dynasty. Mm -hmm. She has a gold necklace on. She has a very 80s haircut that looks just like Lady Diana, mm -hmm. Princess Diana. Mm -hmm. She has a Princess Diana blonde haircut. She has diamonds on her fingers. And of course, pretty good looking heels. I don't think I'd wear those heels today, but 84. Let me see, Let me see those I mean, heels. they're strappy, but the, the heel parts okay. a little. Okay. You know, I like a still. Are they yellow? Yeah, they're like a, maybe they're gold. Gold. Which okay. I'm cool with, but yeah. they just, I don't know my style. But beautiful. And then it says, the world is full of married men, the sensuous savage, mm. shocking mm. world of show business. Mm. <laughs> um, what does she have on, if anything, under? Absolutely nothing. Her. Ah, you okay. can see You can see stomach. Mm -hmm. You can see... Lots of leg. Almost yep. to the vajayjay. Top of some breast there. Oh, yeah. No, she has okay. absolutely nothing on underneath the fur. Good well, point. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah, I mean, I bet she, I bet she left the house like that. I would. Yeah, I mean, if I had that body, hell, Shit. I'd have that like that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the coat's not going to do a lot for you when you're mostly naked. But what she does have covered, I'm sure, is very warm. Looks fabulous. Mine is so different. It is different. Five years later. Uh-huh. So this one is a guy, he's in a suit, and he is embracing and kissing the neck of a woman. You can only see like her nostrils of her nose and her <laughs> lips. And she's wearing, looks like some pearl earrings. And so she is like back like, oh, yes, kiss my kiss neck. My neck. Uh -huh. And he's going for it. And then behind him, this is so good, behind him is a picture of what I'm assuming is his wife and child. Because it's not the woman he's and kissing. It's, it's not the woman he's kissing. I and they're making out in front of his family photograph. Yeah, well, they're at his office, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love it because they've got, like, it's... It's so mom uh, picture in oh, the back. Yeah. Does she's she got have her hat around her shoulders? No, but she's got a. She's <laughs> wearing like a red jacket, and um, it looks like maybe a a blue sweater with a collared shirt. And then she's just got her. She has blonde hair. She's got her sunglasses and a hat. Maybe they were on vacation she's somewhere. She's in Rhode Island. She's in Rhode Island. <laughs> and then they've got the kid with the with the little green jacket and his baseball hat. Oh. Yeah. So and there's that, dad, cracks that cheating bastard. Up, cracks me up. That's funny. Um, the back is pretty good. Yes. Yes. I think that we might have the same. So can I read? You should, and then let I'll me read, read and then and then we'll different. see if it's the same. Okay, succulent starlets mm -hmm. ready to make it. Rich moguls hungry for hotter pleasures. Mm. On the casting couch at lavish parties, in plush hotel suites. 
the world, world is full of married men. men. <laughs> Jackie Collins bears the burning ambitions, the vicious power plays, the sexual double dealings of the entertainment world where wives wait for husbands who never come and luscious models pay more than their dues. Where talent and drive take you just so far, but sex can take you all the way. Oh my. <laughs> so there we go. There we go. I love how it says below that. Look mm-hmm. for these Jackie Collins bestsellers. Sinners. The bitch. I don't even <laughs> The bitch. Oh, I have that on the back of the cover. Don't yeah. miss these. Yeah, sizzling bestsellers of the queen of glamour fiction. Jackie Collins. And we've got Lady Boss, Rockstar, Hollywood Husbands, Hollywood Wives, Lucky Sinners, The Bitch, The World is Full of Married Men, and The Love Killers. I See, love it. I think it. you had, since there's five years between us, I think you More got books have read, or yeah. have been written. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or written. Yep. Good times. So, this is fabulous. Um, that is awesome. I love this so much. Um, and this has been a very well-loved book the one that i have yeah um, yeah. been read many times so this one too i love it um this was jackie's first novel so it's her debut novel written in 1968 now remember what we learned from lady boss um this was before she moved to la right she wrote this in england in england and i'm gonna Um, look here and see how old she would have been when she mm -hmm. wrote this well she was born in 37 okay we know that okay Mm -hmm. that's what i was gonna look up I knew you'd know that. So 1968 minus 31. 1937. She was 31 years old. <laughs> um, you know I'm not mathletic. I'm not either, but I can't um, believe I got that. So I'm really proud of you right now. Because <laughs> I was going to calculator that just so I didn't embarrass myself. Be like, she was 22. So she was 31. She was, she yeah. was very young. Yeah. Now, this is when she was going to parties with Joan, right? Joan yeah, was a... in England? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, but was Joan living in L.A. at the time? I can't even remember now. Sorry for that noise. I'm taking the straw out of my drink. Hold on. Okay. Um, I think she she moved to L.A. to be with Joan. In 1980 or 81 or so. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. Chances was her first book that she wrote in, in America. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in 1979, Oscar Lerman, her oh, husband, sweet. who was a British film Oscar. producer, he produced the film, The World so is Full of Married this Men. This is a movie. Do we get to mm-hmm. watch this at the end of all of this? I think we should. 100%. I mean, have you seen it? Maybe. I mean, if I have, it's been a long time. Okay. I don't remember. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Um, now, remember also in Lady Boss, Barbara Cortland? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So the romantic novelist, mm-hmm. she called this book nasty, filthy, and disgusting. So you know it's going to be good. <laughs> of course, we don't know what her take of nasty, filthy, and disgusting well, is. Well, we know she hated Jackie she based hated. on that documentary. Yes, yes. I think she was just jealous. Um, also, she had terrible style, so I think she was jealous that Jackie was so hot. Yeah, her style was awful. Uh, yeah. Yes. She looked terrible. Ugh. She's the step-grandmother of Princess Diana. Yep. Okay. Like, when I was looking... So, of course, I went down the rabbit hole of oh. Barbara Cortland. Yeah. And... 
she married twice and both men had the same last name. And I was like, oh, did she marry brothers? Oh. Um, she married cousins. Well, that's a little bit scandalous. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't give a fuck who she married. Whatever. No, you know, but Mary it's just, you want. but it's just fun to make fun of her for that because I like making go, fun yeah. of her. The reason we're making we just fun need of her to. is because she was a real bitch to mm-hmm, Jackie in mm-hmm. the documentary. Yes. They were on a talk show. Yes. And she was basically saying, my books are superior and your books are shit. Mm-hmm. And Jackie called Collins kept her cool Mm -hmm. and she just said you know what there is a place for my books in this world yes and you know what damn straight Barbara Jackie was the highest grossing author in the UK Mm -hmm. until the Harry Potter books came out there you go so suck it (laughs) (laughs) suck it Barb suck it Barb (laughs) what the fuck Barb okay the players so far oh we're doing chapters one and two today (laughs) okay We have Claudia Parker. She's a beautiful woman with long, shiny, ash blonde hair with bangs. Um, or fringe, I would assume so like, that Jackie would say. So like Stevie Nicks's hair? <laughs> I long, guess. blonde hair with bangs? Well, we don't, I mean long. Could it have been, like Stevie Nicks was like. Well, no, but I mean now she's like to her maybe boobs boob. and she's got the bangs. She's though. got the bangs. The bangs with the long hair I'm combo, wondering if maybe I wonder if it was like my bangs and long hair combo that I had. Perhaps. Recently. I don't know. I don't know. 1968? Could have been. Yeah. Yeah. And she had big slanty green eyes with luscious lips. Okay. So that's her. Okay. I'm thinking like almost like, um, like an anime character. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm trying to picture who that is and I'm only coming up with cartoons. (laughs) All right. So then the next character is David Cooper and that's Claudia's lover. Her married Oh. lover mm-hmm. oh David. he is 40 years old and he has black slightly curly hair he's got a strong face and a prominent nose he's very masculine and he wears thick horn-rimmed glasses hmm. okay okay um, he works at Cooper Taylor Advertising. I knew he would be in advertising. There you go. There's a connection there. Yeah, like that's, with, that's um, the second time. Os- uh, Liberty. Yeah. Oscar. Not Oscar. No, not Oscar. What was Lauren's husband's name? We've already forgotten. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Liberty was his last oh. name. Oliver. 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 Oh, okay. It wasn't okay, that okay, <laughs> like we're in season 20 <laughs> <sighs> well i walked in today with uh you know it was like oh my panther necklace oh see that was episode seven yep, okay she brought well something trying to recycle let me, let me talk about the now. rings i'm wearing i can't mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. cannot do that we're not going to recycle um, jewelry until we are absolutely forced well i hope <laughs> not we're out i mean of jewelry. <laughs> listen please send us jewelry we yes. will be happy to talk about it on oh, our podcast we will gosh. wear it we will love it if it's good looking if it... <laughs> so uh jewelry designers out there or people Send who have lots us. of money and just want to buy us presents reach out reach Scandalous out reach out and touch someone. reach out and send us jewels <laughs> yeah we could we could really use that we're starting to get a little low in the jewelry box <laughs> If we're going to do oh something new Lord. every time, and yeah. it's advertising It's for advertising, you. so do Keep it. Keep that do in it. mind. Do it. 
All right, so he works for Cooper Taylor Advertising, which is his uncle's company, R.P. Cooper, and another guy named Sanford Taylor. Okay. Okay, so one moment. Mm -hmm. If she has long blonde hair, does it say how old she is? It doesn't, but I'm thinking she's in her 20s. Okay, long blonde hair, big green eyes, luscious lips. Who is she? 60s. I can picture somebody, and I'm like... I'm struggling with this one. The the big slanty green eyes is what's throwing me off. I mm-hmm. can throw you out long blonde mm-hmm. uh, starlets all day long, mm-hmm. but hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to think on that. Okay. But him, dark curly hair, glasses, prominent nose. I mean, I think he's a young Eugene Levy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. How cute would that be? Okay. Um, okay. We'll see. But if he's a dick, he's not because that guy well, no, is only allowed he's, to play sweetheart. Yes, he's a sweetheart. Um, okay, so then there's Linda Cooper. Okay. That's David's wife. Oh. She's a housewife, a mother of two, um, early 30s, attractive, short auburn hair, and her prettiness has been replaced with resignation. <laughs> <laughs> what? I couldn't even get that out. Oh, let me try that again. No, her prettiness has been replaced with resignation. <laughs> oh my God, I relate to that oh on God. such a deep level. Oh my God, I can just see it. That is the most. That is the most beautiful description it's I've ever heard in my perfect. life. It's just perfect. Her prettiness has been replaced by resignation. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Linda. <gasps> oh, so good. Bless so good. All right. Her. So she's then, like an Amy Adams red hair. Yeah. I'm just trying to picture yeah, red yeah. hair. And then there's Paul Bedford. He's a protester that we're going to meet. Oh, yes. We have a protest. And though there's a whole protest. Well, is scene. it the war? Um, it is. Um, no spoiler alert. We'll, no, we'll talk about it. I wrote it down. Okay. I have I'm it in there somewhere. 68. Okay. So we'll learn about a little bit more about him later. So okay. I'll talk about him later. Um, okay. So the world is full of married men. Oh, my God. Open with go. Claudia in bed with David. Now, bef- actually, before I continue, I want to tell you at the very, very beginning, before chapter one, so I guess a little bit of a prologue, mm-hmm. there is this whole scene that I I took a picture. Yeah, I took a picture of you. So she's in her, in a marble bath, surrounded by bubbles. Claudia is. Claudia is. And there's this whole little scene where David finds her, like, this is a set. They're, like, on a set. We'll talk about it in a second. And he finds her and he's, like, grabs her boobs and he's kissing her. And I'm not really sure if, like, this is... Did this how is this how they met first? But we're gonna find out how they met. But I just wanted to throw that in there. Okay, if I'm on a set doing something and a guy walks up to me and starts grabbing my tits <laughs> and like loving on me and kissing on me, and I'm like, oh hi, I'm Dana. Okay, that's a little awkward. I mean, guess, guess it depends on who you are and what you're in the mood for that I mean, day. Like, nice to meet you. I usually shake hands, but if but shake if somebody tits. comes up and shakes my tits instead. I mean, wow, that's a new, that's just a new way of doing business. It's a new, yeah. I gotta mold this over. I might change my model. I mean, shit. I bet I would win so much more work. You just walk and be like, hi, (laughs) just thrust a boob in front. Hey, I'm Dana Compton. (laughs) 
<laughs> what can I do for you today? Oh I'm jiggling by any chance I of anyone. Have you can't every know that. contract for construction in the entire state of Texas if I did that, I think. Okay, well, think about All it. Right, All right. I'll start doing that. Um <laughs> Okay, so it's she's in bed mm-hmm. with David. Mm-hmm. Claudia was telling him her life story. She left home at 15. She met a guy, an actor, and landed in London where they currently were. Okay? So this takes place in London. Oh, how fun. Yes. We're not in middle America anymore. <laughs> we have done a 180. So now folks. we're really not going to know the geography. We are not going to know the geography. <laughs> we're not even going to pretend. No. Um, okay, so she wrapped her arms around his neck, completely exposed oh. as the satin sheet faded away from her body that's pretty Um, sexy he pushed her back on the bed and she teased him then hopped up and headed for the shower she's like no 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 she's kind of like carlisle oh she is yeah yeah and she headed for the shower after promising him a night of making it that's my making, making it. it. Yeah. Ooh. That's not Jackie's words. Those are my making words. Making it. Yeah. Making it. I don't know that yeah. I've ever referred to it as that. Yeah. Making it. Making it. I like, like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is I don't sexy. Know. This is I don't like know if I'm remembering starting that. out yeah. real hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. David sat back and thought about how he'd met her. Okay. So this was three <laughs> weeks earlier. <laughs> he walked up to her and squeezed Well, here's it. the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> and come back to me with this, anybody. So three weeks earlier um, was when he met her. And I'm trying to figure out if, like, this incident happened first and then he properly formally met her mm-hmm. i'm not sure okay his co-worker philip abbotson asked him to come down to the studio to help decide who would be the new beauty maid girl so beauty maid is a bath soap so hence being in the bathtub okay, okay. um the scene is of a beautiful woman in a tub she's in a bubble bath she's wearing a flesh-colored bathing suit of course because i of mean <laughs> And as she seductively washes herself with the beauty made bar of soap, the men, of course, are like, you know, ogling over her. Like standing Is that the around? word, right word? Ogle? Ogling. 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 Yeah. Ogling over her. So she... And there's another girl. Like, there's, they're trying oh. to decide between two. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I thought you meant in the bathtub. I was like, what? No, they are, yeah. What a commercial. No, they are. She's in the bathtub. In the commercial? Yeah. Like, in, like she's doing the commercial. Like, she's... She, they're trying out for their auditioning. No, they're not both in the bathroom. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I was like, what a racy commercial. Two women in a bathtub. No, no, no. 68, man. Well, you know. Well, over over on the other side of the pond, (laughs) of course. They don't care about those things as much as Americans do. Are they ogling? Are they in the commercial standing around watching a woman take a bath? Or are they. In they're the filming. The, like, can you see them in the commercial? They're not in the commercial. Because oh, I was like, that's a little weird, too. They're the suits behind the got commercial. It, got it, yeah, got it. Yeah, okay. okay. So, <laughs> I was like, this, you just described the strangest commercial I've ever heard of. All right, so David knew right away that Claudia was the one oh. for the, to be the beauty maid well, lady. Yeah. yeah, and I have to sleep with her. So, <laughs> so he goes back to his office. He calls Linda, 
to tell her that he'd be home for dinner. And Linda, of course, is like, oh, my gosh. Like, because, you know, he's never home for dinner. Um, But then he saw when he was leaving, he saw Claudia outside the building and he asked her to dinner. Oh, because he's so impulsive. What a terrible person. Yes. So he called Linda back. Oh, well, at least he did that. To give an excuse. When Claudia returned from the bathroom, so we're going back to the the Mm. scene where they are. So that was his thinking scene. The phone rang. It was her agent. And Claudia scored an interview with Conrad Lee. So that's maybe an actor, producer. I'm not sure. Um, He wants a fresh face star for his new film. So maybe we'll... Get to Conrad, you know, another time. I love the name Conrad. Love it, love it. It just sounds so powerful. Yes, yes. Right? Yes. David actually got a little bit jealous. Um, Yeah. By the way, she knows that David's married, okay? Um, Claudia. Yes. She's not looking for a husband anyway, but of all the affairs that David's had... Okay. Mm. Claudia was his favorite. Oh, is there a ribbon for that? Like a blue sweet. ribbon, like first place, first place mistress? <laughs> you, terrible. you are my number one mistress. <laughs> <laughs> you are my number two. two mistress. <laughs> and girl, you are number 17. And you need to never wah, call me again. <laughs> That sounds like a sitcom, number three mistress. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm just the third calling. Oh, my gosh. Get out of the country. Ugh. What awful, awful self-esteem issues we have going on here. I know. Mm. Okay, so David and Claudia, they go out for lunch. And afterwards, they're driving through the West End um, past a large crowd headed for Trafalgar Square. And Claudia just, they were protesting. And Claudia just didn't understand oh, what's, the what's protesting. The pro- Protest. Like, what are they doing? What? Why are they yelling? Why is there a sign? <laughs> What's the sign saying? I don't have my glasses on. So they were actually looking for um, a film to go watch. And she was like, let's just go back to my place. Oh, they're going to say, let's just go back to the protest. <laughs> <laughs> let's just go back to my place. Okay, tell me. I have protesting stories yeah me too okay tell me about some protesting that you've done uh i have more you know what i have to correct that i have more march stories than protesting stories i march a lot okay for various things Mm -hmm. and during the height of the me too movement Mm -hmm. our church which we're unitarians um the the unitarian church is real big in leading marches Mm -hmm. at least the dallas one is leads all any march there is that aligns with our values, which is basic human rights mm-hmm. and basic love and respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, those marches are usually headed up by the Unitarian mm-hmm. Church, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. They organize a lot of them. But anyway, we've we marched for women's rights. We wore me and Jason marched in downtown Fort Worth, and we the most the most my most recent march, mm-hmm. and we wore black shirts that have a quote from the My Favorite Murder podcast on that say toxic masculinity ruins the party, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we wore them, and he wore his shirt, and I was so proud of mm-hmm. him, and we marched, and it was the most powerful march I've ever been in because there was someone in front of us who had a speaker, and they were playing that song from the Vietnam War. There's something happening Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. and that whole thing. And it was just, it felt 
very powerful that we were doing the same thing that they were doing 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. And and it, it was effective eventually, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that it just, it gave me goosebumps the entire March. I had goosebumps. We were singing a lot of songs from the Vietnam era. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really powerful time. Mm-hmm. I've never been to a true, well, no, that's not true. I have protested one time. <laughs> God. <laughs> one time I was driving through wet, this is so damn funny. I was driving through West Texas. And I was in a town and I was for work and I saw this little group of people chained to a historic railroad depot. Ah. And I was just driving down the highway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you you drive right past this. And I was like, oh, this. Oh, this looks good. Mm-hmm. So I pulled over and I was like. Can I protest with y'all? And they were like, come on. Come on. So I got behind the chain and we chained ourselves to this bill. And it was, there was a large railroad company, I can't say who, mm-hmm. with a bulldozer. Oh my God. And the bulldozer was running and ready to knock the building down. And these people weren't going to let it happen. Because. How long did you stay there? Oh, I was there for hours. I was there for hours. What got you to leave? Uh, we finally got the people on the major okay. railroad company corporate on the phone yep. to agree to talk about letting okay. that grassroots group pay to move the depot to a okay. different area of town. Very nice. And don't just bulldoze. All they wanted, and they had been trying for months when they got the demolition permit. Mm-hmm. They, I learned all this because I was with these people for <laughs> hours in the sun in heels and a dress shake. Cause I was, I was there for work uh-huh. and I was like go, coming back from meeting with like a County courthouse <laughs> restoration project. And so I just chained myself to that building with them. And I was like, let's do this. And I looked down the row and like two or three people down. I knew the lady. <gasps> I was like, well, Hey, hey. <laughs> preservation person she came up from austin for it nice and i was like yeah power to the people now we won where did they move it they somebody had donated a piece of land yep and they were they were moving i i haven't seen it since it's been moved but Mm -hmm. they they all came to an agreement yeah um but what it is is the railroad wanted to expand Mm -hmm. their line right there or move their line or something and it was right where this historic depot was Mm -hmm. and the depot was in fabulous shape Mm -hmm. it was in really good shape Mm -hmm. and so since it was the depot lived on the railroad easement the big railroad company Mm -hmm. was like tear that shit down Mm -hmm. let's go and they're like no this is a piece of our town's history wow no let us at least move it and they couldn't even get anybody to call them back so when the bulldozer came, which they knew it was, yeah. they applied for a demolition permit. Yeah. They formed Good for this, them. Yeah. And they were like, no. Good you know? for them. And it worked. And it was, so that's the only protest I've ever been in. But it was so fun because I was just driving and I was like, oh, protest! Protest! Yes. <laughs> and I made some great friends. Me and awesome. all these like old yeah. West Texas yeah. people. Good for them. They were Good like, for them. no. You know, we're willing to pay for this and do this ourselves. Yeah, it's Just so let us simple. Do it. It's so simple, but people don't call you back. Yeah, well, I mean, it's big corporate. Yeah, they, they don't care. care. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never stumbled upon a protest before and joined it, and it was so much fun. <laughs> we just had the best freaking time. <laughs> because I was like, man, I'm just heading home. I don't care if I'm a couple hours late, you know? Oh, yeah, I love that about you. <laughs> It was just so, it was such a, like, by chance thing. It's, like, right up your alley. Oh, my gosh. I was, like, historic building? Bulldozer running and inching closer to the chained up people? Get me over there. I wheeled my car around. I was like, 
Y'all want help? Yeah. So it was pretty awesome. What about you? Oh, yeah. My first protest was, I was a child and my mother and my aunt would make me and my cousin protest for various things. Okay. One was... Was it ever um, anything that you didn't believe in? Well, I don't... I think I believed in it because I was brought up that way. And okay. those are things I still... So it wasn't I like still you believe in them. be in a protest of something you didn't believe in the cause. You, exactly. Okay, cool. Exactly. Like, cool. I, I just didn't... I was not... I just didn't want to go. Well, I didn't sure. want to go. I didn't. I just didn't want. It to. sounds boring for like an eight year old. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then the things that I remember very well are um, this was when I was a little bit older, I guess, preteen or teenager. It was when Clayton Williams was running against Ann Richards mm. in, and she won in ninety. This was was then, so mm-hmm. I was like thirteen. Clayton Williams said something so horrible. Oh. He said something like, if a woman's being raped, she should lay back and enjoy it. Or oh, something you fucking bullshit like that. Bitch. Oh, I bet Ann Richards went all over that. Oh, yeah. Because she was such a champion for women. Absolutely. Okay, so Clayton Williams compared the cold, foggy weather that they had on one day that delayed his cattle roundup to oh. rape. Okay. Oh, oh. Saying if it's inevitable, just relax and enjoy it. Are you kidding me? I no. What no. a horrible person. And then his explanation, his quote unquote apology was that it was a joke. Oh. It wasn't a oh. serious statement. Oh yeah, yeah, because what we do is we joke about rape. Mm-hmm. That's so funny, as a matter of fact. Rape is one of the funniest subjects on the faith face. Isn't of the it just fucking God, hysterical it's, it's right up there with like the holocaust or yes, something because exactly. we want to joke about that Let's right joke about that yeah, yeah this what guy what the hell yeah and you know when uh trump was talking about you know grabbing by the pussy and oh, all that yeah. stuff and it was locker room, locker talk. room talk i'll never um, forget this was williams describes this as barnyard language oh yeah so, yeah, there you go. Barnyard wow. language. Yeah. We had to drive to Bullshit. some town. I can't remember. We had to go somewhere and go to that. And we would get pulled out of school for this wow. shit. Wow. I love it. I was, again, was like, Ugh, you know. You're like, it was pizza day. <laughs> Son of a bitch. What was that? Those little rectangular pizza pieces. Obviously, if I were older, I would have appreciated it more. Oh, yeah. Then in, it was January 91, the Gulf War started. Yeah. And January 15th, I believe. Mm -hmm. And we were, I was at something with some friends. And I just remember my aunt, my mother's identical twin. Mm Mm-hmm. Coming in to wherever I was, and she was, she says, there's a war that started. We have to go to the Capitol and protest. And we were just down the street from the Capitol. Yeah. So we get there. We get to the Capitol. I remember what I was wearing. I was wearing black leggings. I had on like a little 60s top, little swing dress top. It was black and white gingham or something, but like small gingham. And I was wearing a silver necklace. It was long with a peace sign silver peace sign on it this is what i just happened to be wearing and like mary jane's or something oh mary jane and so we go to the capitol and then we walked to the governor's mansion which was ann richard's house at the time 
And I remember... Wish it still was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember my, my aunt was telling me to climb... They wanted all the children to climb the wrought iron fence. Oh, gosh. And I thought in my head... I knew who Ann Richards was. Yes. I knew what she stood for. Yes. I knew that my grandmother and my mother and everybody in my family were aligned with her values. Absolutely. And I was thinking to myself, why would we do this? Because the woman that's in that house, first of all, doesn't she's have... Side. She's on our side. Yeah. And second of all, she's, this is not her deal. She doesn't you know? have anything to do with the yeah. golf war. And so I was thinking when I heard somebody, they were yelling to do this and I thought, who are these people that are doing this? Well, my aunt yells at me <laughs> oh to, to, to scale the fucking fence. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, I'm a I major rule follower friends. This. And I was like, I, first of all, I'm chubby. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't think Governor Richards wants us to come in. First of all, I'm going to get shot yeah, by police for, very, very you know, and trespassing. Then trespassing. I'm going to go to juvie. Then I'm going to go to juvie. Oh, we God. all know that I would not do well in jail. I knew back then nope. I would not do well in we jail. Do, well, I think we've established we might do all right <sighs> now. Oh. But at 14. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, no. And so, no. but then she was like pushing me to do it. <gasps> and so I started and I demonstrated very fast. I had no upper body strength and I could not <laughs> hurl myself like, over this 12 foot wrought iron oh gate. So then I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> fuck protesting. <laughs> this is bullshit. I don't like this. I, I don't, don't like, like this. this at all. I don't like this <laughs> at all. So That's then terrible. I remember another one where my mom picked me up from school. I was in the eighth grade. She picked me up from school. And instead of going home or wherever we were going to go, we had to go to the State Board of Education building. Okay. Okay. Which was right by yeah. where we lived. Yeah. And we had to go there because there was a big protest mm. and it was about um, sex education. They okay. were they were getting rid of it or sending all this shit, you know, app teaching apps. Why do we want to like why do we want to educate anybody? Why would we want to educate about That's sex crazy. and birth control and all that? Yeah. And so my mom was furious. Of course. And she so be. and I totally get it, but she we drove up and parked. Of course, I knew some of the kids there. It was a small city back yeah, then. I knew yeah. some. I was like, hey, guys. Um, yeah, your mom make you come yeah. here too. Yeah. yeah. I don't even... I fucking didn't. I wasn't having sex. I didn't know. <laughs> like, this I was does like, not apply I, to me. I was like, my mom told me if I got pregnant, she'd kill me. So <laughs> I'm pretty much on par with that. It's a deterrent. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so we get there and they're passing out... Like, the, you know, those paper fans you get, yeah. you know, so they're passing out these fans, but they're not fans. They're skulls. <gasps> and all of the moms were yelling at us that we had to lie down on the oh. ground oh. and be still like we were dead. And we had to put these skull <gasps> 
fans on our faces. Okay, and so that's we're just terrifying. like, I know. Oh, what is that accomplishing? Because if we didn't know about sex, we were going to die of AIDS, damn it. Oh. We were going to get AIDS and we were all going to die. That if was we the, didn't know how to, we didn't know how to put a condom on. Yes. yes then yes, we yes. would, yes. So we were all, our children are going to die. Holy shit. Like it that's was intense. intense. And so I just remember lying there I was I remember wearing a hoodie too and I was like lying there and I kind of looked over the kid next to me and I was like hey you know <laughs> do you study for that math test tomorrow <laughs> like, that's so awesome. and then I was just like I am on the ground for fuck's sake yeah like you I have homework too, to Mom. do I have shit to do yeah like I am not like I'm not your puppet anymore lady unbelievable yeah so that was my protesting and then I did the women's march yeah in Austin it feels um, good to do it stuff feels like good that. when you um, believe in it it really does feel it good. does there's it power does. in groups yes there yeah. really is but honestly like I haven't I I totally would have joined in Black Lives Matter but I didn't want to get COVID yeah, yeah, uh, it was very. It I had was, the sign it was at and all a really that stuff. Bad time. Yeah, like I remember, I would drive by City Hall uh, a lot because I it's over by where I get my allergy shots, and I remember during it, I would park, I would, you know, clap and say, "Yeah, I had my sign." I would hold up, but I'm like, I don't want to go anywhere I near know. anybody. I was so scared because, of that too. Yeah, and so I feel really bad for that. But then I'm like, well, that was just how I felt. We put a sign out in our yard. Mm-hmm. We put the uh, we got it from the church, the Unitarian Church. It has Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. Science is Real, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. It's all those things. Mm-hmm. And we live in a predominantly white upper middle class neighborhood full of Republicans, and we've only identified. Like one Democrat family near us, <laughs> two maybe, and so we actually have an African American family across the street from us, and they're they're the only African American family I know of around our immediate vicinity mm-hmm. of our mm-hmm. house, and they he the well the patriarch came over and and we're we're friends with them they're great came over and thanked us for putting that sign in our Aww, yard and that so right nice. there made yeah. it completely worth it and no one messed with our sign yeah. Yeah. No one did anything. Which yeah. We we were expecting to have problems with the sign. Yeah. Because but you know what? You have great neighbors. We have and, wonderful. And the thing we is, were thinking it would be somebody driving through the neighborhood yeah, or something. Not yeah, our immediate right, neighbors. Right, right. Yeah. they're wonderful. Yeah. And the thing is, like, in my neighborhood, my neighborhood it's mostly... The, it's the opposite. Mostly yeah. Democrats. Yeah. And there are some... There were some Trump signs or Republican signs. And you know what? It's like, okay, it's, yeah. That's, that absolutely. is your right to do it. And I think that's the... That says a lot. That's just like... Yes. That's them. This is us. We that's can right. all live together. We can live next to each other and everything that's right. can be okay. Yeah. He said, it really means a lot to us when we pull out of our driveway and we see your Black Lives that's Matter. That's awesome. Sign. And we were like, oh, thank that's you for awesome. saying something. Yeah. That's, that is why you do it. Yeah. You want to make sure everybody's welcome. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. Love it. I love that sign. your neighborhood is so cohesive with that stuff. Oh, yeah. Totally. It's amazing. Totally. Yeah. All right. We're going to go to chapter two. Okay. We're going to get into that protest a little bit. Oh. But let's talk about Linda. Oh, Linda. <laughs> Linda, what's the, what's the line? Resignation. So what, from her, her prettiness. has been replaced. Placed with resignation. God, it's awful. <laughs> oh, Linda. Linda, Linda. Damn. 
Oh, I love it. What's she up to? Okay, so Linda, well, she's at home a lot by herself because her husband is out cheating on her. Son of a bitch. Um, David was, you know, working, Mm. quote unquote. The children were away at their grandparents' house for the weekend um, because she thought that David was going to be home. And so it was, you know, like a a fun little weekend. Poor Linda. Um, so Linda was bored, so she calls a couple of friends, uh, a couple, they're really, they're David's friends, this couple, oh. and she asked them to go to lunch, so off she went in her Chanel suit. Oh. oh. Linda and David have some money. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. And then, so she went to have lunch with Monica and Jack, oh. and when she just couldn't take the conversation anymore with them... <laughs> After an hour and a half, which I think is a very acceptable time. Uh, yeah, I've to put, have I've put my time to have in. a lunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like I can an only hour so many is crates. a good time for lunch. Or, an hour's fine. Yes, and then and then like anything after that, if you've got to go, no problem. Yeah, you know what I want to go do? I want to go now back to my house, take the Chanel suit off, and go take a little nap. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, this is what she did. Oh shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> So she excused herself, and on the drive home, she saw... So she's driving past in the same area. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Why did I picture her? I guess because of Mad Men. I pictured her out in the, like, out in the rural, suburban area well they lit we will talk about that actually okay um so which is a connection the, to jackie in the city. yeah yeah so she's she lives in Hampstead, okay. which again geography i don't know i'm gonna have to look that up but that English is where jackie's from oh yeah so it's a part of london okay yeah. okay okay yeah um okay so oh she turns up yeah so she's driving by the same protest <gasps> As Claudia and David, but has a totally different um, reaction from Claudia. It's a nuclear disarmament march. Wow. Okay. okay. It's making its way into Trafalgar Square. Mm-hmm. Well, she just couldn't help herself. Well, she was she was really bored. Listen, she was like, what's happening? She's kind of like, I love why you told that story about you and your heels and suit. Because I was like, yes, this is so on par with Linda. But your prettiness has not changed to resignation. Thank, thank you. You're that, welcome. That's the best compliment I've gotten all day because I sure as hell do not want that to happen to me. That sounds awful. <laughs> I would rather not even, even if you have... had a Chanel suit. Yes, I'm so good with it. I would do not want to have resignation as my look. That's not my look. Oh my god, oh, so shoot. funny. Okay, so she's bored, so she decides to join them. Yeah. Uh, well, she got swept up in all the chaos. Yeah, she did. did she she ended up. To a building? Listen, she ended up losing her shoes. Oh! And she cut her arm. What? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. So there was a young man, Paul Bedford. Okay. okay, I mentioned him at the beginning. And he was with his girlfriend. um, And they helped her by taking her to a nearby friend's place to get cleaned up and maybe borrow some shoes. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) this whole fucking interaction is so bizarre. (laughs) What it's just so bizarre the whole thing they're like here's this lady in this Chanel suit going up to yeah, the and these you know she like has beat, a hat on yeah and these are like beatniks and oh, like yeah. she goes up yeah yeah so um and to borrow shoes <laughs> just, and so what shoes too. with a Chanel suit this is important <laughs> yeah. what shoes okay 
So, Paul, um, after they get up to the apartment, I'm going to let you guys just have at that. I okay? can't wait to fun. read this. So once they're up in this lady's apartment and then they leave and Paul walks her to her car, sans shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and then get this. Remember, he's with his girlfriend. So the girlfriend is still up in the apartment, okay? He walks Linda down to her car, and then he asks her for a ride home. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> it's like going to leave the girlfriend behind. Crazy. Oh, my God. My cheeks. Oh, oh That cracks me what up. What's wrong with these people? Um, okay, so, so she drops him off. And then as she's dropping him off, he asks her when they're going to see each other again or if, if he can see her oh, again. She's okay? like, I'm sorry, we're not friends. Um, like, thank so, you for bandaging my arm. But... And, you know, he, I got that wrong. He lives in Hampstead. Oh, okay. I can't remember where she said she lived, which is where Jackie Collins was born. Okay. Yeah. So Linda declined his <laughs> offer to see him again. All she needed to do was just point at her Chanel. <laughs> but she did think to herself about how much she would like to have sex with him. <laughs> well, she is resigned. There is resignation. Oh, my God. Um, so Linda goes home and she spoke to her kids on the phone, Stephen and Jane. And she calls Jane Janey. She got on a or she put on. Sorry, she got on. She got on. She got on. <laughs> she put on a sexy black negligee and the phone rang. Oh, and it was Paul. He looked her up. Remember phone books? Oh, phone, phone books. Phone books. Yep. Mm. Um, because when he when she introduced herself, she did not say, hi, I'm Linda. She said, I'm Mrs. Cooper. Oh. Well, I mean, wouldn't there be a lot of Coopers in London? Yeah, but he... I did mean, he just call like <laughs> 77 phone Is this Linda? Is this hey, Linda? Hey, well, no, um, this is, was, but is this he the knew, woman like, who was at the protest that cut her arm? No, thank you. Because does, does he even know her first name? <laughs> yes, he well, knows her first know name. Because you know it's listed in her husband's name. Exactly. It's exactly. So maybe she told, maybe I forgot. Maybe she told him her husband's name. Or if she said what um, area of town she lived what, in. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, because that's when he was like, so maybe they have, he I was going to say, a few they keepers. might have a little like area phone book. Yeah. Little white pages phone book. Yeah. Okay. So he calls her up and he looked her up in the phone book and he asks her to go to a party with him. She's like, well, I am in a negligee, (laughs) so I'm ready. But she declined um, because she was waiting to wine, dine, and 69 David. (laughs) (laughs) But, of course... David called with a lie that Son he wouldn't be home that night. Bitch. He was saying some bullshit that he had to drive from um, Leeds to Manchester or something. I don't know, some fucking bullshit. Manchester. <laughs> so, Manchester. Maybe he went to Birmingham. Birmingham. <laughs> Manchester. So Linda called Paul back and she oh. said she would see him at that party. <gasps> oh. Uh huh. She's like, well, I won't be in the Chanel suit because it's covered in blood. <laughs> I gotta get that to the cleaners. Tear gas or whatever they might have had going on. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You ready for the teaser pleaser? Oh, is that I it? know. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, I'm ready. All right. So we learn, or 
are were reminded how easy it is for married men to propose <laughs> to other women. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you, you, get, can, you can propose to anybody. I mean, really. really. It doesn't really mean anything, but okay. Uh, Linda puts on a blue dress and heads to that party. And yes, there is a sex scene. Oh! Ooh. Are you going to go into sex scene detail? I will. Oh, good. Yeah, next episode. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, this sounds like this is going to be an adventure. I'm looking forward, obviously, the and I've read this before, but it was years ago, don't yeah. remember. So I'm looking forward to reading it again. I'm looking forward to the amazing story that we know it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm also so excited that it's 1968 London. Oh, that's so fun. I'm just the just the description of the clothes and what they're doing, yes. and I love all of it. So Before the next episode, I'm going to look up photos of 1968 London so I can get it in my mind mm -hmm. you know and just really mm -hmm. understand what 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 are we talking what is because I like? feel like um Americans just have Austin Powers <laughs> as a reference I just thought, that, yeah for that yeah, oh it cannot be like that please oh my god oh how fun is this this is gonna be a good one. Oh, I you love know it. and it's so so american star was uh yeah but how many chapters was oh, it like 86 gosh. or something like 700 this is 17 chapters oh okay yeah. so this yeah. we're gonna speed through this pretty fast yes yes i mean we'll try to make it worth your while everybody and oh it will be make it last as long as we can but we also don't want you to hear an episode where it's like okay well they covered a half of a chapter <laughs> we're gonna cover three sentences today <laughs> okay so we're gonna get through this one a little quick yeah, yeah american star had some serious meat to it yes that was a very long book yes yes okay and this this is gonna have some serious meat to it as well it's just not as long yeah no i love it yeah i love this is i can already tell the way she's setting it up that there is some pretty fun stuff in our future yes and i hope barbara is right i hope it is filthy mm -hmm. <laughs> and nasty, and nasty. And whatever else she said <laughs> that crazy old barb oh barb well, this was a lot of fun. I'm so excited that we're back. We've missed you guys. I've missed doing this with you. Yes. This thank you so, so much fun. for tuning in season two. Off thank to a you. great start. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And and I guess um, if I can remember my line, I'll close this out. So do it. Be as scandalous as possible. And always wear diamonds. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. 
product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.